0: Welcome back to another episode of Say Something Interesting, the podcast that comes at you from the now wonderfully temperate, beautiful, easy breezy, beautiful Tri-Cities, Washington, East Lake Church. Our recap of our not Sunday even talk. smoky. What is
1: this? This is just paradise right now.
0: It is magic. It
1: is uh, almost non-shorts weather, though. I I, uh, I was standing. Oh, in my I love closet. that! It
0: is paradise for me. Yeah,
1: I was standing in my closet on Sunday getting ready for church, and I go, "I think I can do one more week of shorts." So. But it was like, I was putting out the signs in the morning, and I was like, ah, that was maybe a bad decision, because I'm freezing.
0: <laughs> yeah, but- I wore a sweatshirt the other day, and pants, and was happy. Yeah. Happy with life. All was well.
1: Good stuff. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, another great week, we uh, continued our and Table series. Today, this morning, just so you guys know, Margot brought in a bag, a Ziploc baggie full of...
0: Pumpkin chocolate chip.
1: Pumpkin chocolate from an chip. ancient
0: recipe. Like this thing, this card looks like it was an archaeological archaeological find.
1: Yeah, like handwritten the, only. No, no, no,
0: typewriter. Oh
1: wow! Yeah, yeah. with the like. And the then the, some
0: of the ingredients have different names now. So I'm like, what is salad oil? Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: Oh my goodness. So, uh she offered me a cookie and I said I'm going to wait until we are recording this to and try make this. make everyone hungry and so angry. This is, this so, if you're listening to this at the gym, maybe uh- <laughs> in person. Yeah. I'll try not to chew on the air cuz I think that that's always just like disgusting, but uh so it just I just I'll just go right from the top. Um like pretty soft. Like feels like uh pumpkin like I can smell the pumpkin obviously. And uh, people are like, "You can't just eat the freaking cookie and start talking." All right. <laughs> I want you to know I'm not really a pumpkin fan. Like, I don't like pumpkin pie.
0: Oh, I don't like pumpkin pie. Texture is
1: pumpkin spice lattes overrated.
0: I'm team apple cider. This is good though. <laughs> he hasn't spit it out yet. No, I so... like
1: it. I like it. I'm glad it's not raisins because I could. I feel like you could do like pumpkin raisins, and that would like like kind of be a thing. It, but it's not really like I don't like oatmeal raisin anyways. But no, I
0: love oatmeal chocolate chip cookies. I feel like there isn't enough oatmeal chocolate chip cookies in the world. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty bangerang. Okay, these I'm, cookies, I'm, are- I'm gonna have
1: to have you take lead for a second because I'm to finish. <laughs> so this you can yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just gonna be talking. Uh,
0: those cookies are definitely a a family a family thing. Uh, and I I almost... And you won't. brought
1: like six. Like, There's no way I'm going to be able to do that. So I'm hoping you're sharing.
0: Well, you can, yeah, when <laughs> Hergie and Andrew get here. My assumption
1: is that the whole bag's for me. <laughs> mm, you
0: can share with whoever you want. Well, the, here the thing is, uh, when I looked at the recipe, it's like one can of pumpkin. And just from that first ingredient, I'm like, oh, maybe I should double this so I can like bring in some cookies to share. And like halfway through, I was like, eh. And then I looked down the little typed out card, and I saw four cups of flour. And I was like, don't think I need to double it. And sure enough, like hours of baking cookies later, I was like, yeah, we have enough cookies.
1: So canned pumpkin, whatever, yes. is like a non-existent thing in Europe. Yeah. Aunt well, Aunt they knuckle- don't really eat pumpkin. No. They So like this, they, uh, they live in Brussels, Belgium. And they talk about pumpkin pie. Every Thanksgiving, they're like, we just want pumpkin pie and you cannot find canned pumpkin anywhere so they have even turkey
0: isn't super common who
1: ship just that i mean like pumpkin pie in a can is what like i don't i, I never bought it i have no idea it's got to be cheap though can't be expensive and and they will pay like what 10 times the price to ship this thing over there so that they can have pumpkin pie on thanksgiving and they like videotape themselves eating pumpkin pie thanksgiving and skyping with family back home wishing they could Like Like, i want to feel bad for them
0: but they're also in belgium so yeah they're,
1: yeah they're also yeah exactly like I'm like, eh, oh, I poor get, you! I can go buy that at Costco for like six dollars if I really like pumpkin pie. Although, like the day before Thanksgiving, that line is out the door for those things. But still,
0: uh, yeah, I don't really feel bad because I mean they can drive like four hours and be in the Alps, so <laughs> I have no, I don't feel bad. I know when we went to the Republic of Georgia over in Eastern uh, Europe, we asked because uh, the office Salvation Army officers that were stationed there were from Texas, and so we're like, is there anything? that you want us to bring you um, out there. And they, it was just really weird things. Mm-hmm. They're like fake maple syrup, like we don't even need the real stuff. Um, <laughs> they wanted like McCormick packets of spices, in particular spaghetti sauce. I didn't know they had a spaghetti sauce spice packet. I guess like spaghetti isn't a thing over there. Um, those are the two ones that stood out to me most. I remember, I think I've mentioned this even on the podcast before going in the grocery store, uh, for a box of like sugared cereal, it was probably about $27 American. Uh, and then for a, a frozen Turkey, it was close to $200 American. That's
1: ridiculous. Yeah. turkey's not even that good.
0: <laughs> I love Turkey, but it was just weird things that were very expensive over there or things that like, you would... so I always forget how expensive sugared cereal is. Cause I'm just not. A breakfast person in general and then i go look at it i'm like whoa these are like six bucks a box now <laughs> like times are changing
1: stupid all right. um, i'm my last bite
0: <laughs> i need to bring the quietest milk. i've ever been on this podcast <laughs> yeah
1: i do need some milk this is a great commercial for milk this podcast brought to you by dairy farmers washington all right um so you were yawning on uh, like uh, on our prep work and so then it's it its way too late to of, be yawning yeah way too late by the way i mean it's ten forty-five, and it made me yawn because i haven't had coffee yet um and you said you're still recovering <laughs> and I, so i was like oh you guys had you know family in town you guys went to walla walla did some wine tasting had some fun out in town whatever no what are you recovering? from, Well, we from, did Margo? do that. Yeah, but what are you recovering from? That's not what made you tired. Let's hear what you're Dungeons recovering from. Dungeons and
0: dragons. Oh my gosh,
1: are you 15 again, Margot?
0: I I never played when I was 15, so I you know I, it's like Michael Jackson. He never got a chance to have his childhood, so now in his so grown you got in adulthood. this exclusive
1: club Friday nights at the Kootman's house. Yeah, and now it's like this long-standing date, and now it's transpired from like this. Oh, we'll go over for a couple of hours. To now, it's- no, a- it's
0: always been a long haul.
1: You're like setting up a cot in their living room to just finish the game out.
0: Well, and, it, and we actually cut it short this weekend just oh, yeah. because we knew that we were We're not gonna
1: go behind that door and see if that dragon's still there.
0: <laughs> actually, it was a vault with danger signs all over it and that we had the key to. So <laughs> <laughs> Did you go in? No, I wanted to go in, ah. but we had to leave. So now we're like
1: You got outvoted?
0: No, no, no. Oh. It's just like we it was I mean, it was. So is it,
1: is it waiting there for you next week? Yeah. Oh my gosh! How are you going to get through the week? The
0: anticipation.
1: Oh my gosh! You're leaving early Thursday, aren't you? You're just checking out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just in Scott's yard. Let me in. I just want to
1: know. Oh. Yeah. But
0: uh, so normally our games can go up to like two a.m., which for me is crazy. Lordy, like, I'm way past Dude. those days. And Scott, this is Scott too. Yeah, and not like I don't want to say Scott's an old man because he's not, but uh, he's he's a, he's an adult, yeah. like in a way that I like barely want to acknowledge. He's our resident it.
1: Jason Alexander, also as George Costanza. He does uh, like imagine George that Costanza. age. Oh, totally.
0: <laughs> well, older than George Costanza because he has kids that are my age. So
1: yes, yeah.
0: yes. and he was umpiring all day, which I mean, I feel like being out and you know outside and all that. He he's a trooper.
1: My I don't goodness. know how he.
0: I don't know how he. How he keeps up? I can't keep up. So, yeah, it was it was intense, but uh, it was fun <laughs> during the game. Matt was trying to explain that to, I love my husband. One of the things that he
1: just, his parents are in town. Does he know? Yes. He, he was he was out playing Cause they did they come in town well, Saturday.
0: They they're kind of early birds. So we said, you know, are passed you guys him in the night? No, saw no, him no. In the driveway. <laughs> They came in, they helped me install, we got like a roof rack thing, that was fun. Uh, his mom helped me with the pumpkin cookies, and uh, then we went out for Taco Truck Tacos, and then we're like, they're club members at Bookwalter, because I guess there's a tasting room also on the west side. So we're like, how about you guys go out, have a little date, and we're going go <laughs> to go touch yeah, yeah, you're looking out for
1: them, right? <laughs> yeah, you guys should, you guys deserve this. Get out of town, yeah, go have some fun. That's so
0: great. they went to. I mean, they would be in bed normally an hour after we'd start playing, anyways. So yeah. we headed over there and and played. But Matt was trying to. He's he's very good at so many things. So many things that I'm not good at. But one of the things he he struggles at, and he doesn't he doesn't want to give up the ghost. Like he doesn't want to admit it. Is he's not a good game explainer? Like even simple board games. He Wait, kinda, Matt's not
1: or Scott's not. Matt's not. Okay.
0: He like he really struggles. Like in my head, I'm like, there's all this information. Like, why are you sharing this part of the game when like this? Like in my yeah. head, I don't want to like cut hey, his dude, legs out. Uh,
1: there's no question. There's an art to explaining games. Yeah, without
0: getting it, people frustrated, and being like, oh, this is too much.
1: It, it's too much, but also like th- that's a tension that my wife and I feel like because she knows that I'm probably better at explaining games, but I also don't do it right enough for her Mm -hmm. and so i'll be going and i can see in i tried to
0: i i lean to there's there's two camps right you can over explain yeah and you can under explain and i rather i rather defer to under explain than as we go clarify because i feel like if you over explain people are out like, uh, I, can we play something I know? Or like this yeah, is too. Yeah, yeah. We'll and so play he's trying again, to explain, sure. and we don't even know. Like, we're not even proficient in Dungeons and Dragons. Every single time it's my turn I'm like, what do I do?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so he's trying to explain something that we don't have a grip on, and it's all these like. And then I write 2 D a two D twenty and one D six plus eight plus my proficiency marker, and his mom is just done. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so I'm trying to change it to share something that she could think was funny. And, and then Matt's like, yeah. And then Margo turned into a bear. And she's like, oh, were you hungry? <laughs> I was like, no, my, my character literally turned into a bear. Yeah, I
1: was going to eat somebody. But then <laughs> but that a just, werewolf showed up. That, so.
0: that put Matt in stitches because his mom, like, he told her, like, Margo's character turns into animals. And the second sentence, yeah, she turned into a bear. Oh, was she hungry? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Here's how this always works with Kylie and I. It plays out like this. We get a new game. We take it over to a friend's house. We yeah. just did this with the chameleon. And I. I just yeah. mentioned that the, like two weeks ago. And she'll start to try and explain why she likes the game. And then she'll get to the spot where she's like, you know what? Brent's probably better at explaining this. I'll uh, Just let him do it. Oh. Um, and so then I'll explain the game. But at some point, inevitably, I go too long. And she goes, let's just start playing. We should just start playing. Let's just start playing. That we'll figure it very out as we familiar. go. Like, that is... Copy paste. Let's do this. Repeat every game that we play. That's how it works.
0: I feel like me and Matt are the exact same, except we haven't gone through that enough time where it's received as well. <laughs> I'm like, all right, we just need to start. Yeah,
1: playing. yeah.
0: I'm sure eventually he'll be like, I know what's coming next. My and wife's gonna come Every once in a while, off. I'll
1: just smile and be like, No, babe, you're doing a great job explaining it. Go for it. And she'll be like, Okay, well, then you. And then like two steps later, she's like, No, no, I really just want oh. you to do it. <laughs> but obviously, I go too long. <laughs> that's cute. Oh man. That's fun. Uh great. I got to go to uh wazoo game on Saturday night. And speaking of like you were staying up till two AM, I was falling asleep on the drive home it was like ten thirty. I'm like zonked out. We almost hit a deer on the way back. Oh, that's I woke up for like two... not
0: common, but we hear It
1: was like huge buck, middle of the road, and we weren't even going fast. We were going like forty five. It was still traffic. start. Was, oh yeah. I, I woke up for like two minutes and I was like wide awake and then I was sleepy all over again <laughs> fell asleep in the back seat. So uh, yeah, definitely, definitely not, uh, not the 2 a.m. thing for me. Too old for that crap. But, uh, all right. So we started. Oh, if, if
0: service was subpar on Sunday, you know, between yeah. the Wazoo game and Dungeons and Dragons, Brent and Marco are just totally <laughs> being pulled in too many directions. Yeah.
1: Uh, I, I, dad, I had a friend on Sunday say that to me because I, I last week I went to the Denver game, right, in Denver Seahawks game, and then Saturday in Pullman, they're like. Dude, I just want to live your life right now. Like, what's going on? I'm like, I know it's a pretty good life. <laughs> pretty good life. Answer your phone calls when friends offer you free tickets. That's my only advice and tip. Uh, be the one that says, yes, I'm in. And then, yes, man. And then have a wife who's amazing and is willing to watch kids. <laughs> that's also That's the real MVP helpful. in yeah, this story. Yeah, that's the real MVP in this story. Let's, let's get that right. So... Uh, and we're watching games tonight. Kylie and I and, and uh, our team captains, and we're having a big team captains party here at the theater and watching uh, Monday Night Football on the big screen, which is always going to be fun. So CX got a chance to get back to one and one Should be a great time. All right, week two of Flipping Tables. Uh, you kicked it off last week. And got the whole ball started, and then uh, picked it up this week. We're talking through a little bit of a like an exegetical teaching through Amos, but then which what is in,
0: exegetical for uh, the viewers at home?
1: The opposite of topical. Topical is easier to explain, right? We speak on topics. Exegetical is uh, this type of like a text that kind of processes verse through by chapter verse. one, chapter two, but, you know whatever. Which is not typical for me, but that's fine. Um, and uh, leading into the book of Amos, and uh, there's a passage in there about social justice. In fact, the whole dang book's about social justice, specifically economic injustice. And uh, so I felt like it was appropriate to be able to go through, and we, we did chapters one and two on Sunday, and it's like this big, like, imploring speech from Amos, who's operating to try and let people see that they live in a world that is a, kind of okay with some pretty bad things taking place um it's kind of like every once in a while when you watch some documentary and you feel bi- feel bad about not buying fair trade coffee like you're in the store and you're like I should spend that but I'm not going to I like the cheaper whatever or I remember a few years ago it was chocolate did you ever see there was a uh, there's a documentary on how chocolate's made and all of a sudden like you walked you watch that, and you're like, "I'm never buying Hershey's, Hershey's again." Hershey's a death machine. I'm never buying Hershey's again. And then you go camping, and you're like, Hors. "No, s'mores sounds really good right now." So I'm gonna probably buy a few Hershey's. Uh, but for a while there, you're like, "I'm gonna spend the extra uh, extra couple bucks and buy a chocolate bar that is actually fair trade, organic certified." Blah blah blah. The farmers are getting massages while they pick the chocolate beans. <laughs> um, whatever. I'm on board for all of that. So. I think uh, you know it's uh, uh, there's definitely you know we live in a time where some of that awareness of capitalism unhinged has has been kind of an an awoken a are we oh we're not we can't be okay with this right guys we're not okay with the treatment of these people in these sweatshops or uh, um, you know whatever the case may be and and you try and be like yeah you're right. And then it kind of does feel sometimes like a little temporary fix. Like, all right, well, I won't buy it this time. But I, I then I... Like
0: everyone that boycotts a brand for but it's whatever like, reason. But
1: it's like, I don't think through everything. I just think through, it's until I watch a documentary on that or until I hear bad news about that. Like, I'm not exp- I'm not actually investigating all of the different areas. You, it's, it's on you to bring my attention to this topic. Yeah, until you shove it in my face, I'm it. not
0: going to... Right. go out and try to be I, aware
1: here's the deal like i do think of it when we go to buy like if my wife and i love like dark chocolate we like, when we play gin rummy around the campfire uh, or on our back patio fire um and like dark chocolate's like our go-to right and i will like th- in my mind i always think of that,
0: that because
1: of of kind of some of that stuff that came through but like that would require me to think of like what? I have to watch a documentary on milk. I gotta watch a documentary on soda. I gotta watch a documentary on yeah.
0: There's so many elements that are also just not good, right? You know, Robin Peter to pay Paul.
1: So I'm like, I, do I just remain blissfully ignorant about some of this other stuff, or how do I? How do I? I don't know. It's tough, but
0: well, it's also like, um, like if you've watched a lot of those food those food based documentaries, they say, um, you know, there's all this trouble with you know, crappy food, like the stuff that puts into our food, what the animals are experiencing that are going to become our food. And yet, uh, those are the cheapest options. And so like you end up in this economic bind of like, I know I'm exploiting people, but I am not in a financial position to not exploit people. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like this kind of crummy, like I'd love to buy all local made in America clothing, uh, and not stuff that's been made by, you know, people that are living off a bowl of rice today and all these things. But it's like, do I have the money? Like my kids need clothes. Like their, their, yeah. their jeans have become barely shorts and all these things. And so I don't like it. That's tough. I mean, I'd always suggest, you know, go to thrift stores cause then you're not putting money back into the manufacturer. You're putting it into these, you know, recycling for lack of a better term sure. companies, but it's tough.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And then I got an email or a comment thing, uh, post message because so I I did this this whole presentation on Amos, and then the takeaway point at the very end was Amos is trying to draw attention to, and he's going to make the argument not just in this chapters one and two but like throughout the entire thing that god is on the side of the poor that you see that through the actions of jesus some of the statements of jesus i even talked uh in the second service about how the beatitude or the interpretation of one of the beatitudes changed over time like in one uh, and i can't remember if it's mark or luke but in in one of them it's blessed are the poor in spirit and the other one it's blessed, just blessed are the poor for they receive the kingdom of heaven and it was like this they, they call it an uh Interlocation, or the, in, in the interpretive text later on, somebody probably added in spirit because they didn't want it to appear. <laughs> as if, we need
0: rich people to finance our our church. Yeah. so... Well, yeah,
1: we don't want to say "blessed are the poor." We don't like we don't like that that feeling, and uh, and so then the the why like what's my hesitation or what's our hesitation? Why why does it make us a little bit uncomfortable to hear that God is on the side of the poor? Like we said, He's not on. It's not about. Uh, it, you know, he's got American, or is he Canadian? He's even-handed in that way. Um, you said God
0: is he American or Russian? Which kind yeah,
1: of <laughs> That was that was pretty funny too. Uh, that was just a humor bit, obviously. Um, and then even on the sports team side, that's just that God's even-handed in that. But it appears, if you read the scripture and arrange sure to do that, that He's on the side of the poor in this way. And so, I, I want to attempt to try and justify that argument over the next couple of weeks. But I also, because I got a
0: you don't want to leave people hanging and think that's where your argument is sitting.
1: Yeah, and I got an email from Gaga going, "Hey, I mean, come on, man. I've seen the abuse of the system, the welfare system, or this or that and the other people thing. People don't know how to of, budget. People don't know how, how to make they're smart poor because of, you know, financial decisions. Bad decisions. And I really, I want to like be very, very clear. If you're behind on your payments for your iPhone X, <laughs> you're not poor. Like that's not poor. Um, that's just financial mismanagement, and or you shouldn't have been." Buying things on debt, or I don't know, just looking at it and being—you are like, a
0: victim of consumerism, yeah, not of yeah, poverty.
1: Exactly, right. So let's let's be very very clear on that. And I, I I try to talk about how, um, my audience on Sunday is a room full of
0: middle unquote, to rich upper people, middle class, and we yeah. don't
1: feel rich, right? We've talked about that before, because in light of we just point to other people who have more than us and they're rich and I'm not, but in light of the world or whatever. We just we we uh. We're middle-class Americans. That's pretty rich. That's pretty top whatever percent of the world. So that message would be the context is different, so therefore the content's different. If I was truly preaching to poor people, um, then it would be probably... different that way there'd be next steps that are different like i'm challenging
0: well it's also hard because then they'd be like tell me more brent about how lucky i am to
1: yeah exactly gosh i don't feel blessed i I don't feel like
0: god's favor the beatitudes.
1: oh the luck of the poor people who are going to inherit the kingdom of heaven like well can i inherit a little bit of the kingdom of earth a little (laughs) bit more than i have currently um that that's uh that's definitely so hopefully i i I do think I want to clarify that more in moving the series forward. I also I, I wanted to present it in such a way that this is an argument. Let's look at the rest of this Amos book and, and see what justifies this. I think the context of understanding who he's talking to, this nation of, this nation of Israel, like specifically, we, we think of that sometimes as like the people who came out of the Exodus. No, no, this is the split kingdoms, northern kingdom, southern kingdom. These are people who are their kingdom expanded faster, bigger, was took up more real estate. They had more power. Judah is the one that lasts longer, right? Assyria invades the northern kingdom in 722 BC. Uh, the Babylonians don't invade the southern kingdom until 586 BC. So we're, we're talking about 150 years of people who made it. And, and and Jerusalem's in Judah, and a lot of the stuff, even the post-exilic literature, comes from the people who are exiled from Judah. So like all of that future is primarily southern kingdom literature. And here we have a pretty unique take on northern kingdom who in like first king second king some of that his, historical stuff with kings the northern kingdom they were the ones that um uh deserved what they got they they were the the stepchild if you will of god's grace and god's chosen people um and yet in here they're the ones that whose economy grew the fastest and so therefore Amos has some ground, some platform to stand on and offer a critique. I think it's, it's great.
0: also one of those things where um, I don't know if it was a cultural thing or what, but back in the time that this was written, uh, people that were seen as rich, like truly like wealthy, extra- extravagantly rich people, uh, you didn't hear of people, or you don't have accounts of people that were extravagant- extravagantly rich and extra- extravagantly generous. Uh, whereas today in our culture, I feel like there is, like back then, there wasn't pressure of like, oh, you have all this money, like who are you donating to, like what what boards are you on, what charities are you involved in. That was not the case back then. Uh, people that had wealth, uh, all they wanted to do was flaunt it and get more <laughs> of it. Yeah. Uh, was kind of the, and that was culturally acceptable. Like people like wouldn't be surprised that you weren't donating or doing all these good deeds. Uh, whereas today, being wealthy is entire like can be an entirely different ball game or there's at least a little bit more pushback of well what are you going to do with what you have
1: yeah so i mean jeff Jeff bezos has been in the news recently for that exact same thing right because owner of amazon super wealthy and uh the minimum wage workers who are working in these warehouses i mean everybody's like you know what well what's he going to do he hasn't been as philanthropic as say Bill and Melinda Gates, Warren Buffett, who's trying to give the away McDonald's 90% family, of his money. yeah. yeah. Um, so it's interesting, like the social pressures that he is on. Although he is, I believe, the youngest of all of them, right? So he's kind of he's pretty young. Still feels probably like I'm in this earning phase, whereas like Warren Buffett's obviously like, I mean, I'm good. I'm good. Like, <laughs> I'm not. I, hey, I live in Omaha, Nebraska, right? The cost of living here ain't that high. At least Bezos lives in Seattle, so you know, whatever. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It it uh it's uh I I can see that pressure more now. Although I don't know, man, when you when you read up on some of the ancient literature literature stuff, like for them buying and paying for a mountain a temple to be built, or I'm gonna build this uh Colosseum and I'm gonna dedicate it to the emperor, and it's gonna be that's
0: still not the same though. as yeah. like
1: they would orphanages do it for or... civic duties, like. We are going to build this bathhouse that's going to be used by the public.
0: Better than you think and about it. there's so many people from the public that would be barred from using it, being like the most yeah,
1: vulnerable. Yeah. And it, I'm it, not saying re, that there return, wasn't I want good rich people, but for you to revolt against me, yeah. yeah. I think it's been around for a little while, but yeah, whatever. Anyways, should be a fun, fun rest of the the series. Got a couple weeks left uh, in this thing, and uh, hopefully you can be a part of that. Uh, if you missed either of the first two weeks, you can go back and listen to them at EastLakeTriCities dot com slash talks. At the conclusion of the message on Sunday yesterday, uh, we also made a very uh, sad. I'm getting a, a sad face right now from Margot. Uh, very sad an announcement that uh, Margot and Matt will be moving, and I'm assuming leaving this podcast. I have no idea. She <laughs> might Skype in for once in a while, uh, but uh, Margot's been on staff with us for almost coming up on two years, and uh, they're moving back to Pittsburgh. And I saw you posted it yesterday publicly uh, on the Facebook channel, and got that's
0: official now.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, now it's <laughs> Facebook official, uh, and you got uh, glowing gifts from all of your east coast friends
0: oh yeah they're they're a little happy but... oh my gosh yeah
1: <laughs> which is awesome and uh obviously some some great ones from here too and uh, we will definitely uh miss you like crazy and we have loved uh i'm saying we have loved like as this as if this is goodbye she's on the pad i'm i'm sure you're locked into the podcast for a few more for us <laughs> um and uh so anyways, she's in the, uh, now it's out in the open, and how you, how you feeling about that? You feeling like, because we, we've known about it for what, like a month maybe, a month and a half, something like that?
0: A little bit of time, just because, yeah. I mean, it takes time to try to figure out what the next thing is. And the plan and
1: was December, but then, but then it worked out better for you, obviously, going East Coast, trying to make sure that you...
0: Yeah, you don't want to drive through the Rockies in December. So so. I, hear, I hear it's tough.
1: <laughs> I've never done it, but... I mean, um, I have a
0: Subaru, but it didn't make it out of my parking lot two winters ago without going off the road. So <laughs> I don't really trust it in the Rockies.
1: That's true. That's true. <laughs> so October twenty fourth is the last day. That's a Wednesday. So I'm sure we re- re- will record October twenty second, which will be that's a Monday. What's mm-hmm. when we typically record? So got a little bit of time. We'll also be doing a uh, awesome like farewell party thing for her. I believe on the twenty first, which is a Sunday. So if you are Local in the area and listen to this. Make sure you mark your calendar. Block it off. Don't My mama will be there, actually. Like, oh, is she really? she's yeah. coming
0: back? Well, she, she booked her trip up, like, right before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, well.
1: Now you can have me pack. <laughs> oh, crazy. And uh, and the cats are excited for the move.
0: No, they are not.
1: <laughs> have you been practicing, like, driving We've, them around town? Yes, it, yeah. and it's awful. <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot wait. I would love uh, updates from you. Uh, uh, some
0: Facebook Live, some
1: some barnabas <laughs> updates. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, who's not Brando? Brando's the bad one, right? In terms well, of travel.
0: Uh, in terms of travel. Right, yeah. right, right.
1: Yeah, some Brando updates along the way. I, I can't wait.
0: I'm just like I <laughs> so need excited. I need to make the back of my car look like a crime scene. Like just cover it all with plastic sheeting because I just I don't trust him. I don't <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's gonna be claw marks and all of your dressers and everything else that's in there Yeah. Anyways, that'll be that'll be great. It'll be fun. Uh, all right, let's let's uh, let's talk about our something interesting. You got something interesting in your... your uh...
0: I came prepared. She came
1: prepared today. Awesome. It's written <laughs> on the back of an all-in because we had 101 yesterday, too. Let's
0: just blank piece of paper. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, no, I left my phone at home, so I'm like, oh, I have to do this old school oh, right now. Oh, man,
1: like... yeah, totally. Uh,
0: so I was browsing the interwebs, and I saw a video highlighting this year's winner for the Iowa State Fair Husband Calling Contest. <laughs> And it's all these ladies up there being like, "Clifford!" <laughs> <laughs> it is highly entertaining. Oh to my watch. gosh! It has been going on for like ever. Like uh. this is a this is a ye old tradition. The lady that won this year was in her sixties, and she was she's like, "Now I can retire." She's like, "It's been getting harder every year to get that much air in my lungs." <laughs>
1: so... Oh my goodness! Finally, I can just walk off in, so- the, in the sunset. <laughs>
0: I'm like, okay, so what are the parameters? I'm like, and they're like, first off, you have to be married, like, and you have to use your actual husband's name. I wonder name. if people
1: have actually gotten married. They're like, hey, we don't really have a connection, but I'm so good at this, and your name <laughs> resonates. So let's just do this. Let's just get married, and and we'll figure it out later.
0: Yeah, a lot of people say two syllable names have better advantage. Oh,
1: for sure, Clifford. Yeah, yeah for sure. But it's well, just, yeah. and it's then, just like, Cliff, it wouldn't work.
0: Well, then you could like you call the name, but then normally they'll throw in some other like sentences like we're going to be late <laughs>
1: and all these things. That's awesome.
0: Uh, so you have to be married. Uh, and then they say the judges judge on um, first impression because some of them dress up like silly, uh, like the call itself, and then like lasting, lasting. Like, what did you take away from that experience? <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so I got to thinking, what are some other uh, wonderful competitions at state fairs that I just don't know about? Like, where, where do we need to go to experience things as wonderful as husband calling? Sure. Yeah. Um, some of the funnier ones I saw were, uh, in, if you go to Colorado, you can attend the Pet Rock Olympic competition at the state fair. <laughs> uh, you have to bring your own rock. You cannot just find one from the fairgrounds. Oh, yeah! Uh, some of the competitions, they have sub-competitions of the Pet Rock Olympics, uh, including Best Dressed uh, and Farthest Distance Roller. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and they say then the roll has to be a single roll. You can't nudge it, and there could be nothing um extra attached to your rock that would help it roll further or anything like that. They got some some pretty finite rules here.
1: My gosh! Uh,
0: another funny one. Competitions was, fierce in Iowa. They have an ugly cake competition. Ugly <laughs> like, cake. Pinterest fails yeah. and whatnot. Uh, this is, I think, the weirdest one. And this is from the Georgia State Fair, which is 170 years old. Uh, the Banana Derby. What do you think the Banana Derby is?
1: Um, I would guess. Well, it's a derby, so you, you got to make like a go kart made out of bananas.
0: <laughs> I couldn't make this stuff up if I tried. They dress up real live capuchin monkeys okay in jockey costumes okay and then train them to ride dogs around a track
1: oh my and race. I was not gonna get there ever
0: <laughs> but like and you can watch videos of these mon- I'm like so you you have to train the dogs to like run the course and they have to train them to like run it with a a monkey holding on like it's just Bananas
1: yeah, for I life. like that you asked me that question, thinking like I might guess that we we're. No, I up just monkeys. wanted to
0: see what you would think. <laughs> uh, another funny one I saw was a llama costume contest, and if you've never seen a llama dressed up like a lobster, I highly recommend it. Um, one of the weird, like, just why is this a competition in the L.A. Los Angeles Fair? You can participate in a tablescaping contest, which is like the best dressed table. Like the finest set.
1: Oh, like uh they have like themes, a themes like
0: under the sea oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. all these things. Um
1: That sounds very LA ish.
0: <laughs> uh, Iowa also has a best grocery bagger competition.
1: <laughs> oh, I, no, I I actually I think I've seen that before. Like speed, but also like they're super good at Tetris. Yeah, like
0: stacking yeah, and like yeah. evenly balanced weight yeah. and all these things. Yeah. And then the other, the last one that I found that was kind of funny was in the state, Iowa has the most of these, by the way, of like the unusual ones that okay. I found. Iowa
1: State Fair sounds like That's any, like the number one goes. in the country.
0: Yeah. Uh, but the last one I saw on there was a women's rubber chicken throwing competition. Okay. So after you holler for your husband yeah, and bag some groceries, you can chuck some rubber chickens.
1: Oh, my gosh. That's so great. So great. Uh, so a few months ago, we had Kat on our Cambodia uh, Where love girl, and she mentioned a book from Trevor Noah uh, called yeah. Born a Crime. And I picked it up at the library this week, and I've been reading through it. And uh, if you don't know who he is, he's the um, radio host that took over for The Daily Show after Jon Stewart left. Um, he's South African. He's half white, half black. His mom was... Uh, Black, his dad uh, is white. And in that, like, growing up in that apartheid type of culture, um, had to, I mean, like, his story about how it was illegal for interracial marriages and interracial coupling at all. And so he was literally born and...
0: And he's a young guy. Like, so people that aren't super familiar with apartheid, this is like a...
1: Yeah, and and the doctors asked his mom, like, so who's the father? Because there's nobody in the room. And she said, oh, he's from... uh, like Tanzania or some I can't remember some other country he's not from here Uh, uh, Swaziland he's from Swaziland and he's a little bit lighter skinned um, so which is why they're like "All right, well we'll just look the other way and basically not Mm -hmm. not punish you write you a fine or report you to the police or something crazy like that so growing up uh, she uh, once he was old enough to like not be able to crawl or not uh, not be swaddled when she was swaddled she she could go out with him and take him anywhere else afterwards it was he she couldn't she couldn't go outside or be seen in public with him
0: because he was so noticeably like yeah so noticeably
1: different so she had a friend who was i think i think half black or maybe white or something like that and then she the mom would walk behind them as if she was the nanny for her own kid it was crazy and every once in a while um then in high school or whatever, he talks about a story. The, the The thing that struck me the most in growing up, which is, it's just a glimpse into this world. He's like what th- mid thirties, maybe. This yeah. is not like one hundred fifty years ago. This is not like oh yeah, back Even in, in the sixties. Yeah, this was like dude, right when when before Nelson Mandela became president. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, when Nelson Mandela became president, then everything kind of started beginning to change and it's, it started legally out. Yeah, legally. So, um, but uh. <clears throat> he uh, he would, his mom would like do the whole mom like I'm gonna I'm gonna swat you I'm gonna spank your butt I'm gonna do something and I can't remember how old he was ten twelve something like that anyways. And uh, she, she, he would say something, and he'd mouth off to her, and she'd, she'd get that look in her eye, and she'd start coming after him, and he'd start running away, and he started to be faster than her, oh. and like the pace was faster, and so what she started to do it. Was it, if they were in a marketplace or somewhere else, and and he was running, he was faster than her. She, she he he said she figured out how to yell thief out, in- and <laughs> so then so then everybody would tackle him, and. Then- <laughs> He's a great story. I mean, he's obviously a comedy-type guy. The writing's funny. It's a culture that uh, I'm not really fully aware of, so I'm I'm trying to read into that and and understand that a little bit more. And uh, and it's it's recent history. It's crazy, guys. So uh, Born a Crime, if you're trying to get it from the uh, Richland Library, no luck because I got it checked out for the next three (laughs) weeks. Maybe they have
0: more than one copy.
1: (laughs) I don't think they do. I don't know. I had to wait for like a month to get it. So... uh, because I had to put it on hold. Anyways, uh but I think it's I mean obviously Amazon or, or a different library to find check it out, but uh yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm about halfway through. He's a very entertaining writer. I've actually watched the show a couple times and have been like hit or miss on the show.
0: Really? I think he's like very witty.
1: Uh he's always oh, incredibly witty. It's uh it he he talks really fast to me, like and, he, and and I I talk fast, so I don't know. Maybe I'm, I don't even like who I am. I guess I'm not sure. But the book I'm really thoroughly enjoying. Plus, I don't know if I. It's on what cable channel is that?
0: I just. Always ca- I always catch the clips online. I yeah, don't.
1: okay, because that's what. Yeah. So, anyways, dig it. Check it out. Born a Crime. Trevor Noah. Wife uh, or
0: husband calling Olympics. Also check it out. Check that out.
1: I'm excited to see the lob- the llama dress up like a lobster. Never seen that before.
0: It was it wasn't a thing.
1: I'm pumped. My my afternoon is booked. <laughs> All right, guys, that'll do it for uh, this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. Thanks for finding us, connecting however you did. We're glad that you take about 30 minutes of your time each week and spend it with us. Hopefully, you have a fantastic week. Hopefully, we're talking about a Seahawks win next time we do this podcast recording, or actually two wins. I'll play twice between then and now. Uh, And hopefully, you'll connect with us on social media. I'm at Brent Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-E-N. Margo is?
0: On the Instagram, at Adventures and Caffeine.
1: Have a great week, guys. See ya.